This episode of the Series A podcast is brought to you by the Blockchain Founders Fund. The Blockchain Founders Fund is a global entrepreneurship and investment fund that focuses on adding value to emerging technology and blockchain projects with real-world applications. The Blockchain Founders Fund supports seasoned and first-time entrepreneurs across the key business function with a hands-on intensive go-to-market venture program. Our second sponsor is SGI Partners based in New York City. SGI Partners is a private investment firm that pursues compelling investment opportunities in middle market businesses. SGI has a flexible mandate to invest across the capital structure in control-oriented investments, ranging from strategic financing to buyouts, allowing us to implement innovative investment strategies that preserve invested capital and mitigate risk while driving growth and creating value. As an, inv- as an advisor to SGI partners, I help identify investment targets in my geographical area. Now on to this fantastic new episode. Do this. So today I'm very excited because we have a, a founder from the metaverse uh, space. Dima Lilik is joining us from Kiev. Dima is founder and CEO of Zion. Uh, as I told you, it is a metaverse startup uh, actually based in Delaware. Dima, welcome to the Series A, the podcast where we talk about uh, venture capital funding, startups, and metaverse. How are you doing today? Doing great. And thanks for having me here. Super excited about this show. Fantastic. So let's get started. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and uh, how did you end up in the metaverse? Yes, sure. Uh, So I worked as a product manager and marketer for several years in IT companies, and I was doing a lot of research and pipelines and some other digital stuff. And additionally, I was doing, I, I was organizing offline community meetups for tech people mostly for ML engineers, data scientists, and some other um, professions as well. And when COVID hit, I realized that there's a huge opportunity for new tools uh, to get into the market because um, there was Zoom and there were some other tools for video conferencing, but they all were unable to provide a real life experience and they all felt um, too artificial. Uh, and I saw the opportunity and I found the team and we started doing the, uh, the metaverse uh, stuff. Uh, so the metaverse is a um, video simulation where every user is represented by an avatar, can move, can talk to others, can enter a conference hall, uh, can go to the networking area, sponsor area. So basically everything looks and feels like offline events, but inside of the video game. And what we see from the market, uh, the response to such approach is much higher and people are feeling more and more engaged with that approach. So you took something that you were doing in the real life and you took it to the metaverse. Is that uh, yes, sure. Is that correct how I describe it? Uh, okay, let's take a step back. Uh, tell us what the metaverse uh, means uh, for you and for everyone. Um, That's a very good question. For me personally, it means um, a new type of social media where every um, person 
uh, can present him or herself in a new way because we are used to social media as uh, to um, one page um, profile with some information about you. But with metaverses, we can build the entire avatar, which can be updated pretty often or um, updated with the mood, or you can make new clothes uh, or new look appearance for the avatar. And instead of having a regular feed, um, you, uh, your feed will contain all the information about the events and activities you are doing in Metaverse. Um, and since Metaverse is a place where um, people gather for any activities, either for conferencing or for music shows or for quests or just to hang out with, with friends, um, all of that activity represents your interest. And uh, so answering your question, for me, um, a metaverse is a new type of social networking. Um, recently, Facebook is receiving some uh, scrutiny because of uh, Instagram and the, the way teenagers feel about this uh, fake uh, life that is presented on the traditional social media applications. Uh, now with Metaverse, uh, one will be able to have like, uh, like to show how uh, they want to, to look like, like wear, wear the clothes that they like and have the, the image that they like. Uh, Will that be even uh, more difficult for the for the owners of the metaverse, uh, with respect to how you know uh, people are going to be f feeling uh, if they see uh, all this perfect life which goes on in the metaverse? I don't think so, because with classical social media. Uh the fake life is presented as real life and kids uh, very often confuse where's the fake life and where's the, the real life. With metaverses, you already understand that your avatar is not you. It's, it's a game character who looks differently, who can be improved and can be done differently, but that's a different character. You do not position your avatar as your real body, and you it does not replicate your body and your lifestyle, because what you do um, in metaverse happens in the metaverse, and in traditional social media, people um, di uh, people display what's happening as their real life. So that's okay. the difference. So can someone have multiple avatars? Um, no, one person has one avatar. A person might have uh, different accounts with different uh, avatars, but one account has one avatar. Okay, let's say... Uh... Anyways, you, uh, sorry for interrupting. You can uh, update your avatar with time. And if you have the mood to change the clothes or change the appearance, yes, for sure, you can do that. Let's return to Xeon and uh, we will talk about the metaverse uh, later on. Um, you are based in Kiev, but you decided to uh, base your startup in Delaware. C can you tell us a little bit about this uh, decision and how it's uh, helping you? Yes, sure. Um, our clients are in the United States and uh, the, the majority of partners we would like to work with, like um, tools to integrate with or um, venture funds or any other uh, useful connections are based mostly in the United States and in, uh, in some European countries. 
and there are not so many of them in Ukraine. So it was um, very clear for me to establish a company as close to my um, social connections as possible. So, okay, I understand. So when you have a meeting with an investor, you just send your avatar, is that correct? Mm, in Metaverse? Yes, no, in the United States. Uh, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, tell us about the stage of your startup. Uh, you, you talk about a team and you talk about clients and uh, tell us about this, uh, these interesting things. Uh, yes, we are still very early stage. We are uh, experimenting with the technology and with the market. Now we have currently built the demo, which allows me to show it to potential customers, to, to anyone who might be interested and to collect some feedback and ideas for the future. And so far, the feedback is great and people are loving it and they are willingly sharing uh, ideas, what might be done or how they see uh, the usage of a sim the adoption of a similar platform in the future, um, how their company would transition to a similar concept and so on. So with that demo, uh, that demo helps us to move on and to establish some valuable connections. And we are currently working to finally launch the product, which shall happen in a few months. And after that, we will be uh, ready to present the product to the uh, mass market and to to speak out loud about ourselves. So who, what is the profile of your customer? Uh, those are community managers at IT companies and those are uh, event managers who work with techno uh, tech events. Uh, tell us an example, a use case. What kind of an event would somebody do on uh, Xeon? Mm, there might be multiple use cases. Currently, we are focusing on uh, conferencing specifically. So, for example, there is a conference, um, any conference you, you or a listener has attended recently, which is happening offline or online with speakers, with multiple rooms, with sponsors, and so on. Uh, how it will look in Xeon? We build a virtual commodity which looks like offline building with multiple rooms and multiple conferencing halls and with central hall from where you can navigate to other halls. And a person, um, an attendee, is entering that space. And from there, a person can see that um, going to the left will take you to conference hall number one and going to the right will take you to conference hall number two. And you know where, uh, which speaker is talking in which room and what is the agenda of every specific room. If you are not interested in listening to, to a specific speaker, you can go to a networking area, to sponsor area, and so on. So basically think of the offline event and replicate that into the video game. So what happens if you miss an event? Can you go back and watch it again? Uh, it depends on the organizer. If they want to record the content and make it available for everyone who attended, then yes. Or everyone who registered, then yes. We oh. do not have uh, um, any ownership of the content. But besides the actual event, people also uh, talk to each other, like the, the, I mean, the participants. If you miss an event, how can you go back in time and talk to some other interested people. Is that even possible? You will have access to everyone who was uh, registered 
and you can find uh, those people later. And if they agree to have a conversation, then you can create a new conversation. So, of course, you have uh, sent me your demo, so I have a clear idea of what you're talking about, but our listeners, uh, it's harder to understand. W would somebody be able to contact you or log in your web page and see this demo, or is it uh, private? Um, on our website, people can see videos, but videos do not provide the real experience. So if someone is interested, I would suggest you contact me and I would take you on the platform and show you everything what's possible and what's happening around. Very nice. Um, and this, uh, the visitors, uh, are they paying to get a ticket for the events or are, is everything free? We are not charging uh, attendees um, for anything. Uh, we are char charging companies who organize events. And it really depends on the conference organizer because there are some events that are free and some with a, with a ticket price. It really depends on the organizer. Uh, tell us a little bit about the technology. What uh, platform are you building on? Uh, yes, we are using a game engine uh, Unity. And besides that, we do a lot of custom development and using uh, a lot of cool other cool te technologies. For example, um, uh, dissonance for c communication. We are using mirror networking for, um, for navigation and some other cool tech for, for gaming in, um, engines. Uh, besides that, we will soon start um, blockchain development to be able to provide uh, NFTs for um, art exhibitions and for music shows, which will also be happening in Xeon uh, soon. Uh, so answering your question, we multiply a lot of technologies and combine them inside of the metaverse. So how are you going to have an art exhibition with NFTs? Can you elaborate on that? It's very similar to a conference experience because the, um, there's a building where people can come to see what's happening there. And that might be a conference and music show or an art exhibition. Um, the difference with art exhibition is that every painting and every piece of uh, art uh, is an NFT. And people who attend uh, that exhibition, besides uh, being able to watch the, uh, the content, are also able to purchase that content. OK, uh, using their wallet. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, are you going to host any rock festivals? Yes, <laughs> I even uh, have some favorite uh, bands I would love to, to host on the platform. So uh, how does this happen? I mean, there are I few mean, options. From the, from the point of the musicians, what, what do they actually do? Uh, there are a few options how that might be done. My favorite one and the one which I'm advising the most is, uh, it looks like this, the band or an artist, if there's a single person, are in the studio performing a, a live show. On their clothes, there are trackers which uh, track every movement and every position of the person. And those movements and those positions are uh, translated into the platform where a simulated avatar, which looks very similar to a real person, behaves the same way as a person does in the studio. 
Mm -hmm. So that way you can create a realistic experience because uh, the current tools uh, that are in the market, they usually, um, they have a recorded audio and uh, the avatar is moving like also predefined. You understand, you look at that avatar and you realize that uh, every movement was programmed in the studio previously and everything is recorded. What we are going to do is provide that real uh, live experience when everything you see on stage is happening real and the person who's acting on the stage can uh, present him or herself and can provide that vibe of attending a live event. Would you be able to use your technology for education or for sports? And let me explain. So for education, would you be able to have a, cl a classroom, say a biology 101 uh, college classroom with uh, 400 students watching the, the teacher? Would that be an application for uh, what you do? Yes, it, it would. Mm, and it's very similar to conferencing because we have attendees who enter a specific building and they are watching how a speaker is presenting some content. And that might be either a conference or a teacher talking to kids. Uh, from the technology perspective, that's very similar. Um, however, there is one additional um, improvement to the educational process. Uh, besides uh, a teacher talking, there might be some um, models which help kids to learn better. For example, if kids are learning um, um, machinery and they are learning engines, we can show a 3D model of that engine and we can show all the parts and kids can play with them. They can change positions. They can uh, try to connect everything in a different way and see what happens. Uh, how does that engine work? And that way we allow kids to play with what they learn and to remember um, in a fun way what's happening and how things work. So in order for kids to attend this class, I guess the parents would have to consent and that would be more difficult to, to begin with. Uh, how about classrooms for adults? Like, uh, I don't know, uh, programming or uh, yeah, biology or all the other courses um, with lower costs. I mean, there could be, uh, a real use case there, wouldn't it? Mm, uh, there would be. Uh, the, the, um, like, the do, reason... do you imagine people uh, writing on chalk, chalkboards <laughs> in yes. your conference? Yes. Yeah? Yes, uh, th that is also possible. Uh, uh, for example, a speaker or a presenter is um, is having an iPad connected to the laptop and is drawing something on that iPad. And what he or she is drawing is um, is shown inside of the environment on the on the board, on the whiteboard or blackboard. And um, people can even in interact with that. That is all possible. Um, however, we are keeping those features for later because we want to um, establish ourselves uh, within a conferencing space first um to to get product market fit and from there we would be happy to expand into new industries as well but isn't everything like uh, open for grabs right now so for example uh 
okay, you are focusing in conferences and uh, that's your decision, but is there anyone else focusing on education? Um, I haven't come across education. I saw uh, a few uh, a few great products that do um, um, like uh, hubs where people can uh, meet and discuss things together and they might have some classes. Um, but still they don't provide um, uh, like those 3D models which are interactable and so on. How about live sports games? Like can you simulate an arena, an NBA arena and have two basketball teams play against mm. each other and uh, also do some betting on it? Potentially yes, but uh, from the technology perspective, but I don't see uh, the value from sport uh, perspective uh, if there's a basketball player uh, i don't see the reason for him or her to to switch from um playing in arena uh, to sitting at the in front of his or her computer and manipulating uh, the avatar that when we talk about uh, electronic sports and and digital sports with gaming that might be a case mm, but with real sports i'm not sure if people would switch to that when do you see metaverse going mainstream and uh, having everyone know about it? Uh, maybe in five years, I hope so. Um, so the technology is, is still new and the concept is new. Uh, so the first two years, I would assume, um, we would work only with early adopters. And only then the product might become um, available for mass market and the mass market will be aware uh, of the product. Do you think Facebook is going to be the leader in this space? Mm, for sure, they will play some role and they have already re released uh, their uh, VR rooms for meetings. Um, so for, yes, they will do some stuff in that industry as well. And a lot of big players will also join the industry because it will be becoming the, the hot topic for the next few years. Is that a possible exit for your startup to be bought by Facebook? Mm, potentially, yes, but I would not like it. I would like to build uh, the company which is unique and which is uh, metaverse first because f for Facebook or for any other big player, a metaverse would be an additional product to what they already have. And I want Zion to be purely a, net, uh, a metaverse and we want to develop as a metaverse first um, solution. So here's a hypothetical scenario. You are a startup looking for funding. Uh, how would you do uh, a conference on your platform pitching your startup to potential investors. Would that be a good idea? Yes, for sure. And once we launch, I will do that as, uh, as many times as I can, and I will be scheduling similar, similar events. And I will be also inviting people to do any kind of events um, with matchmaking, where one type of people is looking for another type of people. Tell us a little bit more about Unity and the game engine that you described. So mm -hmm. uh, for those who don't know what Unity is, could you describe that? 
without many details, Unity is a great uh, platform which allows game development and it has a lot of um, plugins and some templates which you can use to develop games faster. Um, before Unity, when it does, didn't exist, uh, when somebody wanted to develop a game, they would do all the code from scratch, writing every single line of code. Um, with Unity, you already have uh, some ready solutions and you have physics and you have logics and you can do things faster and it has really great graphics and some potential. Besides Unity, there are other game engines. One of very famous is uh, Unreal and it's really cool and we considered use, using Unreal as well. We just decided to use Unity because, um, uh, because we are focusing on optimization to make uh, Xeon available for any device and Unity has better options with optimization. Okay, so uh, so it's like you are building a game, but is there like a platform that focuses on the metaverse instead of games? Mm, nope, uh, there is no platform which focuses on metaverse. There are technologies for metaverses. For example, uh, there are server technologies which allow metaverse communication or there are technologies which allow um, interactions between multiple users. Um, but there is no pure technology for metaverses yet. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, so what does Xeon mean? Uh, that's a uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Xeon uh, is similar to uh, Zion, the first and the last city of man. And since we are building like the new place where people will hang out and do stuff, I thought to associate that with a, the first uh, city of new type of man. And we, uh, our slogan is uh, digital cradle of a new civilization. Very cool. Uh, tell us about integrations with uh, other platforms. For example, calendar, platforms, event scheduling platforms, or even uh, Google applications? Yes, we are working on that. We want to be uh, to be uh, to have integrations with calendar so uh, people can uh, can book time for a conference when they register for a conference. Um, the, um, they must make sure that nothing uh, that no one will book uh, that time. Uh, and also we want to integrate with uh, if, um, event searching technologies like Meetup or Eventbrite and similar platforms um, to have better access to the audience and to be more visible. Uh, we want to integrate with Facebook um, and uh, why Facebook? Mm. People will have an option to make uh, a photo or take a video inside of the platform. So for example, you are attending a virtual uh, music show and you want to show, to share with your um, network what is happening inside and you can be talking. So it looks very similar to what you would do offline. You take your phone, you start a video and you uh, the video captures what is happening on the stage and it captures your face and you might be talking and sharing some, some thoughts with your network. And we want to, to uh, to integrate with Facebook so a person can stream 
everything from Xeon directly to the to his or her page on Facebook or Instagram. So yes, we will be working with more and more integrations to provide better experiences for a person. So uh, let's talk about afterlife. If, uh, if, if the users of Xeon uh, die, what happens in Xeon? I mean, if they die in real life, what, ha what happens to the avatars? Will people mm. be interacting with the avatars or do the avatars die as well? Avatar doesn't die, but avatar is not alive when, when it's not manipulated. So if there is no one who, um, who manipulates the avatar, it will not be visible and it will not do any actions. And even if, if the person is alive and a person logs out or is not attending Xeon, his or her avatar is not in Xeon at the moment. It, you cannot talk to that person. You cannot interact with that person. You can just send message, which will be seen by a person when he or she logs, uh, logs in back. Log, mm, yes. Yeah. What about uh, doing nasty things on the metaverse? Uh, things that someone wouldn't do in real life, would they be able to do it in the metaverse? I mean, not in Xeon, but in other more uh, real life uh, metaverse experiences where there are no limitations. Would the person be able to have a, a second life, a second a different uh, job or do, as I said, nasty things that they wouldn't do in real life? Um, yes, for sure. P people would do nasty things and they do that on social media and so on. And uh, th that's not the technology uh, problem, that's an ethical problem. So we will be, um, we will have a peer-to-peer -peer system, which will, uh, which, uh, the purpose of which is to find uh, those people who do harmful things to others. And uh, from there, we will either block them or send uh, notifications that you might be blocked and so on. So we will be managing that. And your second question about uh, living a completely different life and having a different job, hmm, that would be, that will be possible. Um, and since people will be able to learn, for example, you can go to, um, to medical classes and you can learn how to become a doctor, but you cannot, uh, you cannot be a doctor in metaverse because Nobody dies in metaverse and nobody gets hurt. Uh, and I don't see the value for a person to cure someone in metaverse. Um, but having experience from metaverse, how to cure and how to do, um, how to help people in real life would be very useful. Okay, on the about, other side. Yeah, doctors. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, like dangerous things. Can you like go skydiving or jump off a cliff? Yes, for sure, and uh, that will be a safe, uh, safe way to do uh, danger things. But you would be tracking every movement of uh, each avatar, and then you would have. Uh, I mean, what what about the data? Do the users own the data, or does Xeon own the data? users own the data the only data we will be tracking is uh commercial data if you are attending a conference 
we must know that you attended the, the conference. If you are not attending any commercial event or just any event and you, you are mm, hanging out around, you can do whatever you want. Let's talk about your business model and how do you make money? We charge uh, event organizers based on the number of attendees they have. Basically, that's a, that's a very short answer to your question. And, uh, okay, is that all or is there like uh, versions of that, uh, like a different uh, subscription model? Yes, we will have different subscription models with monthly and annual subscription and um, the uh, payment will depend on how many attendees you have monthly. Uh, if the, if that's like for 20 people, the, um, the, the, the price per, per attendee will be a bit higher. If you host uh, thousands of attendees every month, the price will go, per attendee will go down. And also there will be additional services. For example, if the company wants to customize anything in the virtual environment, for example, um, to host a conference, not in the conference in space, but in the cave or in the spaceship or with... Um, Pink elephants flying in the air. We can do that, um, and the same will apply for music shows. I assume that every music show, uh, every artist wants uh, the music show to be unique, and that will require some custom um, development of that specific show. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk economics. So your startup has uh, risen through the pandemic. At what uh, are you guys uh, bootstrapped, or do you already have angel investors? Uh, how does it work? We are bootstrapped and self-funded, and we have started uh, our communication with angels and with accelerators because you know, we already have the team. We are incorporated. We have the demo. We and we have multiple letters of intent from uh, potential clients. So these are the signs which help me to communicate with investors and angels and build, build valuable negotiation for the future. Do so you yes, apply we, to Y Combinator? Uh, yes, um, I still don't have the reply because uh, their process, um, I think the reply will be in November. Let's see. Oh, so what happens if they accept you? you? You have to go there or can you do it remotely? Um, it, they, I can do that remotely. F for sure, I will be happy to, uh, uh, to come to California for the um, final rounds of the accelerator, but mm, the program is um, online. Uh, what other accelerators did you apply? Did you apply to Techstars? Uh, yes, um, I think that was in July but I didn't receive any reply. So I have also applied for some local Ukrainian uh, accelerators with whom I, I have access, to whom I have access. And uh, we uh, success, we are approved for one British accelerator uh, who works um, in the domain of HR technology and uh, workspace technology. Uh, because besides a conference, we are also providing co-working spaces and office spaces. Um, so is there yes, an accelerator uh, that focuses on the metaverse or not yet? I have not come across anyone yet.
Very nice. There are angels who are interested in metaverses or in, in virtual reality technologies, but accelerators focused specifically on metaverse, um, not yet. Uh, and when you say angels, do you mean in Europe or in the United States? All over the globe. I see uh, some interest from, um, from angels uh, in Europe, in the United States and in Asia, because we, there's one great guy from Singapore and he's really smart and was very valuable, provided really great insights. And yep, uh, the trend is appearing and people all over uh, the globe are interested in metaverses. So at this point, do you have uh, a set valuation or do you have a set amount that you are looking to raise? Uh, we have the round uncapped. So we are attracting convertible notes. Mm, we are attracting angel funding based on convertible notes and safe. And those convertible note and safe are uncapped. Uh, we are uh, we would need uh, 300k to to become super profitable and super established and ready for uh, for bigger rounds um, and currently we start with 50k uh, checks uh, from angels um, to get to, to that number of 300k what will you do with the money uh, spend on technology and marketing uh, so what do you mean by that? Uh, spend on Facebook ads? Uh, no, for sure, not, not Facebook ads. Maybe a part of the marketing will be Facebook ads, but mostly to do, um, uh, to do uh, collaborations, to, to do uh, PR, and to do influencer marketing, because um, this topic is hot enough and it is very visual. We can provide a lot of visual stuff and it really goes through uh, PR and influencer marketing because because jour uh, journalists and influencers will have cool content to share. And, uh, and you also mentioned technology. What, what are you going to do? Hire some uh, programmers? Uh, yes, we will. Uh, we need to expand uh, the team uh, massively, and there is so much stuff that we can do. Uh, for example, very simple uh, ideas. We are currently available only on laptops. We will. Uh, the first stage will be to become available on mobile devices and on VR headsets. And if you want to integrate with as many VR headsets as possible, th th that's a lot of work. Um, then inside of uh, environment, there are so many features that must be developed. And when we are talking about blockchain technologies and NFT, that's a completely different department which will be doing that. So yes, the technology is pretty heavy and complex and we are very excited um, to build that. Very nice, uh, Dima. Uh, so as we are reaching the end of our conversation, do you have any words of advice to founders uh, that are in your current stage uh, of uh, startup development and are looking to fundraise? Uh, yes, my biggest advice would be uh, focus on the angels and people who understand what is, what is metaverse and who are related to technology. Because I started communicating uh, several months ago uh, with uh, branded VC and branded angels and uh, it took me some time to understand that if people do not understand the market and the industry most probably it will not work out at, at all so focus on those who understand what you do
So what exactly do you mean by branded VCs and angels? Um, the, the ones who, uh, who invest a lot or who are pretty famous, who okay. have followership and so on. Okay. Okay, this has been a fantastic conversation. Dima, thank you for letting us know all about uh, Xeon and the metaverse. And uh, we wish you all the best of luck in uh, funding. And uh, we will be watching your progress. Thank See you, George. You it was a pleasure talking to you and thanks for inviting. I had really a fun time with you. Fantastic.